Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. Thanks for joining us. We're trying something new today, something I'm hoping to throw into the mix, and that is an interview with rabbis, thinkers, Jewish thought leaders to get their thoughts on the weekly portion. Our guest this week will be Rabbi Joel Simon. I'll introduce him in a minute, but first, a few words on the portion. This week we're reading from Vaikra. It's the first portion in the book of Leviticus. And the book of Leviticus, of course, covers all things Levitical or priestly. Now, as this portion opens, the Israelites are standing still at Mount Sinai, having built the Mishkan, which is essentially a portable temple in the desert. They're now learning how to use it, which is to say how to perform animal sacrifices. So the portion lists five different kinds of sacrifice, a burnt offering, a daily grain offering, a well-being offering that you would bring out of thanks, and two different kinds of guilt or sin offerings. And it goes into quite a bit of detail about the how and the why of each of those sacrifices. We are here with Rabbi Joel Simon. Joel, how long have we known each other? We have known each other 19 years. Yep, we were... years, 18, this might be our high year. That sounds right. Rabbi Simon and I were classmates in rabbinical school and... Fun fact, we were the founding members of Cincinnati's hottest Jewish rock band of the middle 2000s, the Minor Prophets. With a PH, not an F. Correct. Because we had absolutely no profits. No, it actually costs quite a bit. Right. Maybe we'll end the podcast today with uh, a recording of the Minor Prophets, if I can dig one up somewhere. Uh, anyway, today you are the senior rabbi of Congregation Shari Tzedek in Tampa, Florida. And for our listeners, if you want to stick around after our Parsha discussion, we're going to have a, a little bit of Q&A, a little rapid fire with Rabbi Simon, get to know him, the work he does, and a little bit about how he thinks about Judaism. But first, let's talk about the Parsha. So when I asked you about this Torah portion, you said you wanted to talk about how the synagogue replaced the temple. Tell me more about that. What were you, what were you thinking about? Yeah, well, Genesis, we really looked at the story of creation through our, our patriarchs. And Exodus is um, redemption and revelation. And then the book of Leviticus really is the, you know, defining work of the role of the priest, the centralization of that sacrificial worship to the temple and the the priestly clan. You know, I love teaching this because when the temple was destroyed, if all we had was the book of Leviticus, there really would be no Judaism. But how fortunate are we that this synagogue structure had started to to form during the second temple period. And that when the temple was destroyed, we had a backup. We had these outside communities that we could go to and worship was still directed toward the temple, right? That's why we look east when we pray. We still face toward the land of Israel when we're we're praying, right? And when you're in Israel, you face toward the temple. Right. It's interesting, this Parsha is, and this whole book in a lot of ways is so hard for people to relate to, because it is so priestly, so temple-based. But in a way, it's it's almost, not even almost, it is the foundation of what we still do today. It's just that, that when the temple was destroyed, we had to find new ways to express our spirituality. Well, and that's that's so important right now, and, and why I've been thinking about it a lot. It was because the synagogue existed and the rabbis were were already in force 
when the temple was destroyed and there was no more sacrifice and there were no more priests, because that system was there, Judaism survived. So we're marking a year since the beginning of the of the COVID pandemic. And I think there was a lot of concern what will happen to the synagogue when we can't gather. But again, we had another foundation that was built. A lot of us were already streaming services. You know, in, in our synagogue, we had done our first Zoom class in January. Who knew that two months later, that was going to be all we were doing but we were laying the foundation for what it meant to be a part of the synagogue from home. Right, which so, is exactly the same thing that the rabbis have to do after the temple is destroyed. Once the, the entire infrastructure of Jewish prayer is is flattened, right, in the year 70. And so they have to figure out anew how to be Jewish. So it is it's very much like what we've been doing over the last year. And, and we didn't have to start from scratch. It wasn't reinventing Judaism. That's what you were saying, right? We we hear about the the morning sacrifice, the afternoon sacrifice, the evening sacrifice, and that becomes the the times that we pray. You know, the idea of sacrifice in general, and this is kind of the way we usually spin it with B'nai Mitzvah students, but you're giving the best of what you have. In temple times, that meant giving animals or from your crop. But now giving the best of what we have means really thinking about what our prayer means. What are we giving of ourselves? Sadaka, um, you know, tzedakah is a concept on its own, but I think we can look at it with sacrifice. What does it mean to give the best of what we have? I, I teach kids, you know, when there's a food drive, our gut instinct is to go to the back of our pantry and to take the cans that no one in our house wants to eat <laughs> and to give those. But when we read, give the best of what we have, that can remind us, no, we should look at something that we want to eat, something that's healthy, something that we bought for ourselves that we can give to those who, who are in need. So we don't start from scratch. We take the principles and we translate them. Yeah. So maybe that's a way then to read this Parsha, which is so foreign, right? Which is so, in, in some ways, so reflective of an ancient milieu, which is to take the, the basic value out of it, to understand what it is to sacrifice and then to apply that to our own lives. Uh, I, I throw I, milieu in there. Thank you. I'll, I'll yeah. try for some more big words if I can find them. So this is your bar mitzvah portion, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'll, I'll give it away. This is my last week in my 30s. So March 19th is the 27th anniversary of me reading Vayikra from the Temple Emmanuel in Denver, Bima. Wow, Mazel which is tov. another thing we have in common. Even though we we've only known each other for uh, seventeen years, wasn't my mom your kindergarten religious school teacher? She was, yes, but not at Temple Emmanuel. At, at Temple Sinai in Denver, oh, we were like cross town rivals. Which you can only have cross town rivals because there's no more temple. There was the temple. Now we have many temples that you can choose from. Sorry. Way to bring it back to the Parsha, Joel. That was like very that. rabbinic of you. Uh, all right, one more question. What would you say to a bar bat mitzvah student 27 years after your bar mitzvah about this portion if they were about to stand on the bima and lead services? I mean, I think it's really thinking, what, what are you offering today? And if you're just reading Hebrew, if you're just thinking about the party, although today 
um, you know, we're, we're not seeing the parties, but you know, the, the idea of this is that you had a pure heart when, when you made this offering it wasn't about what you were going to get. It was about making the offering in your relationship with God. And I hope that's what our bar and bat mitzvah students are, are starting to create. And, and another beautiful message is that today you don't need a middleman or a middlewoman. You don't have to take your animal to the priest who offers it to God, that you are the one who has a relationship with God. And I think bar and bat mitzvah is, is a beautiful time to begin thinking about that. Amen. Seems like a nice way to end. Yeah. Many thanks to Rabbi Joel Simon for teaching us about Parshat Vayikra today. Now we are going to do a few bonus minutes with Rabbi Simon, so if you're interested, please stick around. And as always, thanks for listening, and have a great week. All right, I've got a few rapid-fire questions for you now. This is up all night. I hope you weren't worried. No, not really. Um, this is less about the Torah portion and more about you as a as a Jewish leader. Good. No so, all right, as I mentioned before, you are the senior rabbi of Congregation Sharei Tzedek in Tampa, Florida. So what's your favorite thing about being congregational rabbi? I love being invited into, into people's families. Hmm. Um, and, and honestly, this is such a strange answer, um, but the, the funeral intake when um when i'm with a family who's just had a loss and they're telling me stories and um and i know you experienced this too it, it you see the family starting the process of healing mm-hmm. because they're starting to see all the ways in which their their loved one is still a part of their life even after they're gone and the memories that can never die and to be a part of that moment with with so many families um, is something that, that I feel really lucky to be able to do. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, from a personal standpoint, what's one Jewish ritual that you find meaningful? So my kids are five and a half and almost four. And extremely cute for those who and can't thank you. Uh, see them. Um, and since my five and a half year old was an hour old, we have sung Hashkivenu and Shema every every night. It wasn't something that I did before I had kids, but it has been such an amazing way to think about, you know, the evening and evening ritual and spending time as a family. And again, them starting to be, to develop that relationship with God. Beautiful. Hashkivenu is the, the prayer that asks essentially for God to watch over us at night while we're sleeping. You might be able to hear my kids in the background too, so I apologize for that. All the better. Um, all right, next question. What? Who is your favorite biblical character and why? My favorite biblical character? That shouldn't be that hard of a question. I'm trying to think of a fun one. So so again, I'm going to go back to, to my kids and the judge, um, Deborah. I learned this story actually because of Debbie Friedman, who wrote the song Devorah's Song. Mm-hmm. And Devorah was um, this leader, and the head of her army was named Barak. And when Barak was going to war, he said, I will only go if Deborah is by my side. So my daughter's Hebrew name is Hannah Devorah, and my son's Hebrew name is Barak. Um, so they, nice. are, they are by each other. Now, on their journey, um, Yael uh, had the, was Sisera the king? He was a general, I believe. He was a general. So uh, Sisera was fighting against Barak and Devorah. He was in the home of Yael, who impaled him while he was sleeping. My wife's Hebrew name is Yael. 
So I have Yael, Deborah, and Barak. So I make sure that I sleep with one eye open every night. Yeah, you got the entire book of Judges in the house with you there. It's, it's pretty awesome. That's great. Um, favorite holiday? Purim. Why? I was born on Purim, and it's always, always a good time. Nice. All right, last question. What book do we all need to read? Um, I'm a big fan of Jewish Living by Mark Wachowski. So, so uh, Rabbi Streifer and I are both kind of Jewish law nerds. Um, it's true. And, and that was another place where we we bonded in rabbinical school was we really loved the Talmud and the codes classes. And um, Dr. Wachowski, who was one of our favorite teachers, does such a good job of presenting the halachic background, how different rituals came to be, and then talking about why we might choose not to do it or do it differently, but really to have an understanding of why it's done the way it's done beforehand. Awesome. Great book. Highly recommended. Well, thanks for spending some time with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. Was. Take care. Thanks again to Rabbi Joel Simon for being my guest here today. And by a stroke of luck, I was able to find an early recording of the Minor Prophets. So here we are in 2003-ish, playing Ehyeh Asher Ehyeh. Don't judge. We were just having a good time. If you want to know.